that you had me on the edge of my seat. I was like, tell me more. <laughs> oh my God, we can sit and talk about it like whatever you want. I'll call you guys and be like, it's, it's happening. It's happening. Hey, I told you. I mean, is it psycho or is it just great planning? I'm like, why are we out here? Because <laughs> they, they, they love the game. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not want to hit a little like, golf ball around. Welcome to another episode of Henny and Hallie, Women with Game. I am Hallie, joined by... Henny! Henny! I didn't know why I said it like that. Sorry. <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> Henny and Hallie. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so we've got an awesome episode uh, for you guys this week. Really, really cool guest. Um, makes a name for herself in social media. And Henny and I, we talk a lot amongst ourselves about our relationship with social media. I mean, I'll just say, you know, for me, it's a, it's a real roller coaster. I, I love social media. I, if I'm completely honest, probably addicted to a little bit, probably Mm. could do with lessening the, uh, doing a little less scrolling, doing, um, you know, maybe, um, just monitoring my use a little bit, making sure it's more intentional because it is difficult when you're constantly, you know, whether you're looking at people to see what they're doing and where they're at and who they're working with. And you're like, why didn't I get to do that? Or why, you know, why are they at this party? And I didn't get invited or, you know, even, oh, I posted this thing and it's not doing as well as I thought it would. And all these things, which all about feedback from others, which Mm -hmm. ultimately, it's very difficult to not derive a certain level of your self-worth from. So that's kind of like the negative side of it for me. I have a very difficult time. And I think most people, if they were honest, would admit that, you know, they, they get some sort of high from, from social media. I mean, that's how it works. That's why, that's why everybody, you know, it's a, it's a dopamine hit that we all get from, you know, getting likes on our photos or our videos. Um, but I also really enjoy it because it does give me a way to, 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 to connect with people and, and make people laugh. And I have met some really incredible people through social media. One of them being our guest today. Uh, but honey, what are, what are your thoughts? I know we've, we've talked about this quite a bit. Yeah, I'd say, um, gosh, when I, (laughs) I think, I don't know. I have to really think about this because I've sort of checked out of social media over the course of the last few years. Um, I think because I found it so tricky. Um, I started off using MySpace and then MSN Messenger uh, and then Facebook like everyone else. And then playing professionally when Instagram came along, uh, I thought it was really cool. I was like, oh, a nice place to share pictures, basically. And you had all the different filters and whatnot. And then when it became like a thing that people made money from, that's when I think I checked out a bit because I didn't want to put the effort in to, because um, as we're going to hear from Tish, like it's a lot of work actually to go down that route. And you know this, like it's a lot of work. And so I didn't want to do that. But then when I started working in broadcasting, I didn't like the feedback either way. So to your point about the high, like if someone gave me really good feedback on my work on TV, 
I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm the best. And then someone would say just one comment, just one bad comment. And it would just take me right down again. And I was like, my response to that was, I can't, I can't take on board the good because then I won't be affected by the bad. I just can't take any of it on board. Like that's it. And I think I really checked out um, and stopped posting. And then I'm quite a private person in general. So as my family then started to grow later on in life, I think I withdrew further and further and further. Um, so I apologize to everyone that I don't post as often, but I do really like the concept of like the creativity of it. Um, so that's why occasionally you'll see like little flurries of activity from me. Cause I'm like, oh, this is a cool shot or I quite like that. Um, so it is something that I would like to do a little bit more often. I think I just have to figure out a way of finding that balance with it. Right. Because I, well, what I was going to say was Dr. Terry, Dr. Terry's my therapist. Dr. Terry says, if you give Who's people, the, a, Dr. Terry's, Dr. Terry's my therapist from South Africa. She has a fabulous accent. <laughs> oh, is she on social media? Like, can you follow her? Dr. Terry? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know if she was someone who like put out <laughs> therapy content on social Actually, Dr. Terry would have a fire social media presence i'm actually gonna take that up with her in our next session Please because do. sorry she, i interrupted you i mean she has this beautiful south african accent so and what would dr terry say what so but anyways dr terry <laughs> says that if you give people the power you know you there to to make you feel good you also give them the power to make you feel like shit um she didn't use that dr terry doesn't cuss but um, <laughs> uh, actually um i side note Mm. had my first therapy session today in years I was I had five years of therapy in my 20s stepped away from it because we both me and my therapist just felt it was time and I'd you know sort of like right I'm sorted thanks very much (laughs) exactly but just not in that accent anywhere near um (laughs) and then now I've just returned back to it and had my first session today and I'm so glad I did oh good that's great great. not because anything's specifically wrong but just like with um, career changes and country changes and motherhood and everything I was like you know what I'm just going to proactively check in here and I didn't I was a bit nervous because I didn't really have anything to deep and yeah imminent to talk about but actually you'd be surprised when you start Dude, talking and you're seriously, like <laughs> I do that all the time I'm like I don't really have anything to talk about Dr. Terry like should we reschedule this and then I come in and I'm like I just had the biggest break <laughs> so and it's usually after you leave the session and I don't know about you but like in the car on the way home I'm like oh my god that makes him and that's why I'm doing this and that's like yeah so I so I listen social media and therapy are very closely related yeah they those two conversations are relevant might we recommend that you you know listen to this episode if you're interested in growing your social media following and simultaneously seek therapy (laughs) (laughs) it'll be helpful on your journey and with no further ado allow us to introduce this week's uh, podcast guest the awesome incredible golf personality dancing fitness trick shot professional golfer extraordinaire tisha allen joining us now on the pod is tisha allen tish thank you so much for coming on of 
course, I would do anything for you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Henny, this is so much fun just being able to talk to our friends. Like we did, we got to record with one of our friends this morning. Um, this I is can't believe best. this is called work. I know, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. It's just it's just handy that we have such badass friends, really. It, it is very, <laughs> Thank very you. Nice. <laughs> okay. Tish, so Henny and I were talking. Mm-hmm. And we realized that we all three have something in common. We all uh, played professional golf at one mm-hmm. level or another and are now no longer doing that. <laughs> so truly, <laughs> yeah, so we wanted to ask you, I mean, we have our, you know, our own relationship with golf. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this, the show originally was called Henny and Hallie can't quit golf, can't quit golf, excuse me. Um, you know, <laughs> we're still out there playing a little bit occasionally. Um, but we wanted to ask you what your transition was like from, from playing golf. Did you want to play professionally and how mm-hmm. did that sort of lead you to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gosh, it feels like so long ago that I put the bag down now, but that was always the intent. Like growing up, it was, I've been playing since I was three, competing since I was seven. Hallie, we played collegiate golf together. We were two nerds and now here we are. We have come a long way. Um, And uh, my intention was to go pro, which I did. I turned pro in um, end of 2015, 2016, went onto the mini tour circuit, the cactus and, um, my name is blanking, uh, but it was like the tour that was on the Florida side and we did well. I mean, we did okay. Um, coming out the gate. And for me, that was really my identity, you know, like I'm a professional golfer. And when social media kind of came about, I tried to intertwine both worlds. I just started sharing my experiences on social media in 2016 and just kind of sharing my journey of professional golf, gained a following and I just thought I need this to supplement my professional golf. And that was always it. But I'm a professional golfer. I'm not, I'm not a golf babe. I'm not an influencer. I'm a professional golfer. And so that was, that was my route. And eventually it kind of came to a crossroad where social media was becoming a lot more stable. And it was like, is this something that I enjoy? And is this the route that I want to go? And I had to really, really ask myself for like a whole year or more, what do I want to do? And I had way more passion in creating, being a creator, not just an influencer, but a creator, that gave me more life than putting my head down and training seven to eight hours a day and then working out and then going seeing a physio and then a mental coach. Like I couldn't do it anymore. So 2018, I called it off. And I remember crying to my friend, um, Nikki B at the time. And I called her and I just said, I don't know if I can do professional golf anymore. And it truly felt like a whole part of me died. Like it was a very, very hard transition for me that no one got to see. And I think only like us would understand those who actually went through the struggle, competed all their life, had made this a part of themselves. And, and so when I put the bag down, I never looked back. And I'm just very fortunate that my transition was seamless in the sense that social media, I took, you know, I, I, I banked on it. And, and, and it's working. And that was, this is exactly what I hoped for like years to come now. I'm like, thank goodness I made this decision, but it was seamless, but it was a very hard one. Cause it really felt like I lost a part of me. I will, uh, impose that and say you are fortunate, but also you work incredibly hard at you. what you do. And obviously like we, I've known you for a few years now and mm-hmm. have loved seeing your journey and everything that you've achieved you are one of these people for 
you know it's tough to know how someone actually is on social media so for all your followers yeah. for all our listeners Tish oh. is really someone who like goes after something and you've worked so diligently at social media and really treated it like a business and when we were talking about hey what do we want to talk to Tish about one thing that Hallie said was like your relationship with social media and some of the misconceptions with that and the role of being a personality Mm -hmm. on social media Mm -hmm. oh gosh we can how long how long we how long we have (laughs) you know um that I will thank you. Thank you so much for the compliment. I mean, I think only you guys and like the people within our world really knows what it takes. And I mean, it takes so much energy to be a TV personality, right? Which is essentially like what you guys are like to be TV. That's one thing to be TV and to be social is another because you're a personality now 24 seven, you know, when the camera, when the camera is off, when you're on air, you can breathe, you can be yourself, you could be, you know, just you. For me, I don't get to turn off and on um, as much as I want to. It kind of feels like a whole lot of on. And it, it, this is not for everyone. Like, absolutely not. Like, and, and like the, the, I mean, the truth of it is like the ugly side of it is that like, I have accepted that when I took this on and where I saw where my brand was heading, that I have grown to become somewhat of a light in this space. You know, people come onto my page, I'm laughing, I'm smiling, I'm the party starter. And I love that. That's how I grew up. Like that is being growing up in a Filipino household. That is what I learned to do. I was the entertainer. I wanted to bring people to the dance floor. I was the golfer. I was very fortunate. I was able to blend both worlds. But not every day is perfect. Not every day I have ideas. Not every day I want to be a people person for such an extrovert. You know, not not every day I like there are a lot of times where I kind of want to break down or I'm overwhelmed or I may have an anxiety attack, but people don't know that because I've learned how to, I go three, two, one, we clap. If I'm crying, if I'm overwhelmed, if I'm pissed, whatever I'm feeling, it doesn't exist anymore. The moment I walked out of a dressing room or out of the door, because I'm, I'm now that light that has to be that light. And the only people that have seen that like intimate side of me are like, you know, you guys like, I'm very fortunate. I think we're very fortunate to have like, I feel like most girls in this space have grown to have an awesome relationship. And it's like, these are the people that know what's really going on, but it's not, it's not easy. And I have so many, you know, young girls that you come to me and say like, I want to do what you do. And I want to be this. And I'm like, I love that for you. Firstly, don't try to be me, like try to be something bigger than me. Like I was able to mold my personality into my work and you guys should do the same. But two, like this takes a lot of consistency it takes a lot of a whole lot of passion like you have to anticipate doing this every single day and not getting anything in return and that was how my process began I wouldn't change this for the world but mm-hmm. it's not the easiest like you can ask my team they're like is, is dish okay it's <laughs> like yeah yeah we're mentally we're mentally stable today like it's a grind so when you you know going back to the, to the days that you do feel overwhelmed or you know that you're you're anxious do you I know you said you kind of have to be on 24 7 do you mm-hmm. find that you do need to like build in any time that any time that you can just shut off and then that's necessary mm-hmm. or is there just no shutting off um I think I do a better job now at finding time to shut off like for me shutting off is like being at home um you know in my in my safe space and I, I have a better 
I do a better job now of time blocking. Um, like, and it, it sounds so silly, but I'll literally time block makeup days because makeup days are filming days, interview days, you know, like making that happen as opposed to having to put makeup on every single day. And you're just, your skin's not getting any rest. You're not getting any rest. My voice is not getting any rest. Like these are little things that people don't even think about. Like I have to rest my voice, my face, like every single thing. I need time to train um, because that's, that's part of me that keeps me grounded. I think that's something that keeps me sane during the crazy, but yeah, I, I try and like, it's after when I go through like two to three weeks of travel, I always need to find space to just be, to sit. And I feel like those are the moments when I honestly create the best because my mind has finally just like stopped. And I'm like, oh, let's do this because I actually want to do it. Let, let's create because I have to, not because today is an ad or because I need to be a personality today. So it's really important for people in this world to, to find space for themselves because like, it's just so easy to crack, you know, and, and in my world, people don't really know how I'm actually feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's so fascinating. I think I have like a million follow-up questions hearing you oh, talk please. about it. It's really of interesting course. to get that insight. <laughs> and I'm so in awe of what you do because everything that you spoke about, all of that scheduling and management, like that's all you. I know you have a team who help yeah. you create the content and obviously they're friends that you can lean on, but all of it really has to be driven by you that creation the makeup how that looks and the training and the Mm -hmm. it's I I think I want to hear a little bit more about like your process and Mm -hmm. the highs and lows of that like how do you manage like what are your coping mechanisms if you're having a tough day Mm -hmm. or how do you sort of go about managing your time and figuring all of this stuff out because it sounds like there's a lot there there is a lot um like yeah, ADHD is really high sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> a to- to-do list is your best friend. Uh truly. I think um like I have a normal morning routine, which I think is very set. Uh just like whether it's waking up, making the bed, getting a coffee, going to work out, and like those are things that like set me up for a good mindset in a day. Um, and that will fluctuate in terms of like what time I I go and do that. But then a to-do list is everything. It's the only way I feel like I have a sense of accomplishment because in what we do and what I do it never ends, you know, like I can get everything done. And then I wake up the next day and I'm like, well, I could have filmed this and I could have done that. And I could have done this. I could have shot this better. I could have. Um, so the process is very different, but I think writing everything down, I was, I remember just like reading um, that, what is it? Like the weakest of pen is strongest than, um, or the weakest of pen is, is stronger than like the mightiest of words. So essentially that like when you write things down, you just have a better sense of, of remembering something. And mm-hmm. so that's what I'll do. Like I will be in the middle of a meeting and I'm like, I just had a content idea. I got to write it down. And like, oh, I just remember I, this is how I want to frame. This is how I want this scene to look. Okay. I'm going to write it down. Like that's, that's truly like what, what helps. But like when I have tough days, it's truly just the people around me that kind of keep me grounded. Like I'll, I have a close set of childhood friends. I have a close set of friends within the golf space that I'll talk to and just like, what do you think of this idea? Does that seem silly? Like the creator process is like, wow, this is a really sick idea. And you're like, wow, that was the stupidest thing I've ever thought of. And then it's just like, <laughs> it's just like this. And I'm like, that skit was not cool. Or that trick was, you know, it's a whole lot of that. And um, I think there's no better feeling than when I get a content piece out that I was like, that's my, that was my storyboard. I hit what I wanted. I liked my shots. I liked my angles. I liked the way I looked. Let's send it in. And 
like people don't know that that's a pro like I don't just no. I mean yeah sometimes I'm like oh let's wing a trick maybe that could happen but like when it comes to skits or like ads and stuff I'm very much like no I don't like that angle that wasn't 45 enough I don't like the way I looked there that wasn't my good side I don't like that I don't like what I said and then I could have a masterpiece in my mind send it in and the brand will be like yeah nah anyways change con- change everything and I'm just like <laughs> mental breakdown like, yeah it's it's a whole process I, I'm just fortunate that I have people around me that are like you're doing a good job you know keep it like let's let's reframe restructure let's do it again and then you know it's the affirmation is how far I've come yeah uh, yeah 100% I have really enjoyed watching your rise and obviously knowing you and knowing what you put into it like I said, it's just really impressive. And I think one of the things that impresses me the most about you is the fact that you've gone, okay, I love golf, I love dancing, I love makeup and fashion and fitness. So I don't care what the space says is required. That's me and I'm going to create my own thing. Yeah. How did that confidence, I guess, mm-hmm. come about? Because we Hallie and I talk about social media quite a bit and our various struggles with it and yeah obviously there's like the usual influencer especially within golf that's yeah. a certain type that you know we've we've mentioned before hey. on the podcast, I don't know yeah. what that is. Um, so yeah I'm just curious you know how did you get the confidence to do that because that requires a lot to go out and do something different and fully be yourself oh I mean that's a really good question I mean I can't say that I've always I've always been that, you know, like trying something new and seeing if it sticks is always a scary thing. But also like to your point of like, I guess the, the influence, like the other, and I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't want to say the general golf influencer, but the other influencers, I, I guess you could say, I think one of the biggest things for myself was, and it's one of the hardest things to do being on social media, just flat out for our generation, the younger generation is not being able to compare yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that is truly the hardest challenge of this job, but because I'm able to treat it like this is my business, like, this is not my entire life. Like I have other things that I, you know, the things that I do behind closed doors, but this is a business. And if I want to be the best at it, then I'm only going to think of what I can think of. Like if I keep on looking at what other people are doing, I don't think I'd have the confidence. I don't think I'd be brave enough to try something new. Um, And I think that's just the biggest thing. And I think that's what's different about my content and others is that I believe that I'm original or as original as I can possibly be. And when you're constantly comparing yourself, then that's where everything falters. And, yeah, that's really and so I think, I think that's truly, truly what, what has helped me get there. And I think just my overall being, I, I'm a much, uh, I have a strong personality. I, I have a stronger like aura, I think. And, and I think that really helps with this kind of line of work because you have to have thick skin. And mm. and I've been I've been in this long enough. Like I, I think people when they first come onto my page, they're like, okay, she has X amount of followers, she's a fun gal, da da da. da. I've been doing this since 2015. You know, I've been hit by some really mean comments. I've been hit by some really mean realities. I've been hit by like I have gone through all the thick skin moments, I believe. I mean, I'm sure there'll be more, but nothing will be harder than when I came out. And when I came out um, with my sexuality, I think that after that, I was like, 
nothing can faze me and I am my truest self. I am like the most confident I can be. Nothing will compare to this moment. I will not compare myself to anyone else because I'm now living in my truth. This is it. And, and after that, I think it was honestly after the coming out that I was like, okay, I dance and I golf, like, but like fitness is a big part of my life. Let's freaking go. Okay, cool. Like, okay, well, I, I got invited to a premiere. What if I want to make that a part of my brand? What if I want to dress up? We do that all the time in golf. We go, we go golf and then we got a party at night and then we go do it again. Like, why can't that be a thing? And it was just like, just slowly integrating, but it was all um, calculated though. It wasn't like, oh, let's just see how this goes. It was like, we established myself in golf long enough. We established the fact that I could dance long enough. We established the fact that there's tricks in there. Like, what's the next thing? It wasn't just like throw up and throw out. It was like, let's see how people receive and then go from there. So that's really empowering. Thank you for being so honest and sharing that because well, of course, I think a lot of people in that space pretend, you know, that it's easier than it is or that, oh, yeah. this just comes naturally or, mm-hmm. but you're like, no, this is a business. I've planned this. I've worked at it and everything's very intentional. And what would you say um, some of the misconceptions are? Because I mean, I'm not on any means like your level in terms of like social following and that sort of thing. But I, you know, try to do a good job with documenting where I'm going. And you do a great job, Hallie. You're really funny. (laughs) You're like, so you're so funny. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But I only say that to say like, and I'm sure you get this all the time too. people being like, wow, your life seems awesome. Or wow. Do you need an assistant? And, Mm -hmm. and yes, it is awesome. And I feel very grateful and lucky, um, to be able to have the opportunities that I do, but it's like you said, you're not documenting when I'm, or I'm not documenting when I'm like in bed, having a anxiety attack and don't, you know, and I'm like, Oh, sorry. I can't like, you know, like I can't make it to lunch today because whatever, but it's really because I'm having a panic attack. You know, yeah. like those are the yeah. things that, you know, you feel super overwhelmed and, and, you know, you go through these bad times. And I think that just the, oh, nice, you know, you have such a nice life or you, you have this life because like, for in my case, like people are like, oh, like nice that you're David Ledbetter's daughter. And I'm like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to entertain. I'm not <laughs> even going to try to argue. Yeah. Anyways, that's my way of asking you, like, what are some you know, maybe offhanded comments or misconceptions people have about your line of work. Oh, I mean, exactly what you said. I can't, I get that comment multiple times in a day of like, wow, you just live the dream. And anytime I have put out, not even something negative, like I'm not someone who puts out anything negative, but when I just literally speak my truth, like there have been times I've put on story that like, I had a really tough travel day. Like (laughs) it's been a hard day. Flight's been canceled. I'm carrying a body bag around. I'm a little human being. You know, like, this is not, this is not easy. I missed my flight. I'm stuck in, you know, and I'll, I'll document something and I'll get calm. Like, those are when the comments come in, like, oh, boo hoo. What a tough life you must have. You're at the U.S. freaking open. You're, and I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Like, I am like, like every, I am so grateful. I am so forever grateful for what I do. Like, let me preface that. But it's just not easy because, again, you just don't get a break. People don't see the behind the scenes and they just don't know what's going on in your head. Like there are just moments when people are coming up to me and I'm like, I'm literally one breath away from um, breaking down right now. And and I'm going to keep on smiling. I'm just not going to say anything. Um, 
but yeah, a lot of those comments that you just, you're living the dream. How do I make my dream a reality? Um, yeah. How do I become your assistant? What does it take? Uh, what does it take to do what you do? And I'm like, what does it take to do what I do? Um, I, uh, I've been golfing for uh, 26 years. I think that's a good start. And, yeah. and um, I was a broadcast journalist um, for four years and intern and did all that. But I guess, I guess you don't know that uh, off Google. So um, yeah, I don't just talk in front of a camera with no, with no rapport or cadence. Like it, yeah. it, like I learned how to speak. I learned how to golf. I, I coincidentally danced at, you know, um, I, I danced at a company for growing up. And, and so I was just able to combine everything. Like people just don't realize that they're, it's a, it's a, like a lifetime process to become who you are. And those comments like totally get under my skin. And that's why I think maybe that's part of the reason why I don't even like really share too much of the downs because I I truly just hate the backlash of like, oh, what a tough life. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll just talk to my friends about it because clearly you're yeah. never, you're never going to get this. But then on the other hand, I do have a few followers that are like, do you ever sleep? I'm actually very concerned. And I'll reply. And I'm like, thank you. I don't. Um, but thank you so much for your concern because honestly, my well being has been functioning on eight hours in two weeks. So thank you for, you know. Um, on the plus side, you are perfectly set up for parenthood in the future. <laughs> you know exactly what it is. You, you've got the, the lack that. of sleep part down. Amazing. I love it. Um, you know, honey, I actually thought of you just as a side note. So unfortunately, my dog got bitten over the weekend. I saw on social media. That's so, so sad. Um, because normally he sleeps. <clears throat> I say sleep like a baby, but apparently babies don't sleep that well. So maybe that turns right. out right. But he normally is out like a light, you know, no problem. The poor guy just, you know, he can't lay down because it hurts him. So just doing laps and then me and Billy just switching out at night, like one sitting with him and petting him and trying to help him go to sleep, alternating. And I'm like, oh my God, we have a kid. Like this yeah. is, you know, like this is nuts. So I thought of, I thought of you because, and then Billy and I are comparing, like I wear like an aura ring and he wears a whoop, but I'm like, I didn't get a good recovery score. <laughs> And I'm like, and I was like, and he's like that too. I'm like, Billy, I think we have a rude awakening if we ever have children. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's really funny because um, before uh, becoming a parent, I was, <laughs> I was so intentional about sleep. Like, I read sleep books. I optimized my environment. I tracked everything on Whoop. I uh, wouldn't look at screens for two hours before bedtime. I had my Valerian root tea. Like if I didn't get eight, 10 hours, I was like, <laughs> like need to optimize my schedule. Um, <laughs> get a little bit more daylight. And like, and now I just really laugh at that um, because uh, now I'm just like, I out I, the door. Yeah. I literally fell asleep in, um, I was saying to Hallie the other day, I was on a panel at Sky for, inclusion for women in the workplace and I was I wore a dress and I came back and then Kaya needed me when I came back at like 10 and I fell asleep fully clothed in my dress full makeup <laughs> and woke up at 3 a.m and was just like <laughs> I felt like a zombie but before like the thought of falling asleep without doing like a 10 step skincare routine would horrify <laughs> pre-parent me post-parent me I'm like cool I slept till 3 a.m like that's awesome yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh uh we digress yeah. um my uh, 
final uh, question to you, Tish, before we let you go, is um, a two-part question on advice for people sure. wanting to optimize their social media, because all mm-hmm. jokes aside, you know, and all hard, I know it's incredibly tough, but you are really, really good at it. Um, and you. so... I guess the two parts of the question are, what would be your line of advice for people wanting to follow in your footsteps? And then mm-hmm. what would be your advice for someone like me, who's really mm-hmm. shit at social media and maybe <laughs> post a picture of my dog once every two weeks or like, oh, I'm on a flight. Um, and I, I just really struggle with, uh, with it and my relationship with it. So that's sort of my sure. two-part question of advice for young people wanting to be serious and make a career out of it and people like me who are just a bit shit at it but want to get it. <laughs> okay, so I, advice for those that are trying to come into the space. I think it's really important to figure out what your passion is and your niche within that passion. And like really think about like what can set you apart or what makes you different and then ride that and, and go with that and just being consistent. Like I cannot express that enough. And like I am on every single platform you can imagine. My focus is not ever on all of them at once. It's just not possible um, if I, unless I had like a much larger team. But I think also figuring out what platform to kind of like dip your toes in first and staying consistent within that is a really good start. Like I know so many people who began off YouTube and they were able to build their following and then kind of let it, you know, filter down or those that have built up on TikTok and then have been able to do it the other way around. Although I will say like statistically YouTube is actually the best place to start and then filter down because longer form content and then you funnel it down to little form. So, and the followers um, calculate back from YouTube to other uh, platforms versus like short form to long form. People are not used to intaking your short form and going to long form. They'd rather go from long form to short form. Uh, so fun fact and that, but yeah, being very consistent and just knowing that it's not, it's not, there's no quick give back. Like you have to want to do this because you wake up and you're like, I just feel like making a video today about makeup or whatever. And you just wake up wanting to do that every single day. Like it's really hard. I think, um, cause the majority of the girls in my space who are mostly in the social media space, this I, won't, I don't want to say it like fell in our lap, but it just truly became a passion. We all were doing something else. And I think that's what made this part easier because this was our getaway. It was our love. And so that's why I always advise people to find passion in what you do. I think it's a lot harder to come to the mindset of, I want to be an influencer. I'm going to do this every single day and like putting all your eggs in that basket. I think it just puts too much pressure and it makes it not so much fun. So I think making sure that you have a balance of something that's quote unquote stable and then finding what your passion is and getting into it and being consistent would be my best advice for those that are new. Um, and then for those that are already in it, same same advice is to be consistent. And I think what's, so Hedy, you have to post a little more often oh, than nice. two months, you know, once every two months, maybe a few stories here and there, you should sprinkle a little, you know, a, a little more of you in there. Okay. Um, but like, like, for example, like Hallie, I think you do, an amazing job and this is something that I actually advised Kira all a mutual of ours like an awesome friend that like when especially when you're a tv personality um I think it's really really cool to show the offbeat sides of you you know and I think you do such a good job of showing your personality because when you're when you're an analyst as we both know <laughs> like you 
there is no personality besides the, the, your cadence and tone in which you speak, but you're just spitting facts. That's not actually like your, your beliefs, your thoughts, your personality. And mm -hmm. I think the funnest thing to me is like what I get to see like you, Amanda Balionis or Kira doing like the funny, dumb stuff. Because like, we know how you have to be on TV. So yeah. social media is like your place to just be you. Mm -hmm. And that's the awesome part. Um, and so I would advise those that are like, whether it's in your guys' position or like just having a funny relationship with social media is like, think of it more as it is a business, but it's also kind of like your place to just be you, like show your real authentic side. And I think like when you just think of it like that, like your own, you just take your, the things that make you laugh in your life. And if you happen to be recording it, great, post it. And that's now you. Like that's you, you actually you, like not the, you know, the perfect stance and posture and, you know, all of that. And so a little more of those moments. And I think like, that's what makes people fall in love with you. It's not about the following. It's about how loyal within the followers that you have. And that's, what's going to get you the brand deals and more to come after that. Okay, fine. I'll post it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please, please. Uh, awesome, Tish. Well, this was it's been so much fun. I always love chatting with you and um, just reiterating what Honey said. Thanks for being so honest with us and just giving oh, us such incredible insight. And, you know, it's not it's not always sunshine and rainbows, but you know, you're you're a great you're a great follow. So if you guys aren't following Tish, highly highly recommend it. Um, she will add some um, some light into your into your social feeds for sure. Yeah, you are crushing it. And what's your uh, <laughs> social handle for those who don't follow you already? Yes, um, it's at Tisha Allen, T-I-S-H-A-A-L-Y-N. And that's my handle across the board on all the platforms. Yeah, she will inspire you to try and be a better dancer. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a start. That's a start. Yes, she will. All um, right. All right. Thank you so much, Tish. We'll talk to you Thank soon. You Thank you, guys. Okay, bye. Hallie, that was such an insightful conversation. I wasn't kidding. I genuinely was fascinated and on the edge of my seat throughout because I don't think there are many really successful influencers in within any space I know it might seem like there are but I actually think that like really successful there's quite a small number and so it's yeah. just really fascinating to get that insight truly and honest insight into her world yeah and it's really tough it is really tough it is really tough and you know, I've talked to, to Tish a little bit about this before, but not so much in depth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've sat with her on uh, numerous occasions working s various U.S. Opens where I'm working for the USGA, creating content for them. And she's there on, you know, as a partner of the USGA, creating content to go on her channels. And she works so, so hard. I mean, she's mm -hmm. not exaggerating when she says like the right angles and the right lighting and the right edit. Like if she works really, really hard and really, really cares about um, entertaining people, which I think ultimately, like she said, it just comes down to, to a love for that. And that love mm -hmm. trumped her love for grinding it out on the mini tours. Um, but this is still a grind in itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And also as a social media personality, everyone's sort of going at you and having their opinions of you and you can't fight back because you're essentially yourself, but you're also a brand. Yeah. So it would be like a major brand, you know, 
responding to haters and criticism. You just can't do that. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when she said, I mean, because Tish has hundreds of thousands of followers. And when she says like the, the even little comments from, you know, random people get under her skin, it is really, and I know we've had this conversation with a lot of our friends as well that have social media accounts. And it is, it is hard to, mm-hmm. to not let it affect you. And there are times when you just want to shut it off and say, what the heck am I doing this for? Yeah. <laughs> this is such a waste of time. And I think, I mean, I just think about like my own social media um, use and and how important it is to be intentional with it. And I think that's yeah. like, it does a great job of it. Cause obviously she's spending a lot of time on it, but she's not just necessarily mindlessly scrolling. You know, she's, she's creating content, looking for trends. She's, mm. this is her business and she treats it like a job. That's so fascinating because I was at the open last week uh, and we had a girl called Mia Baker join our team for that week. And she was creating the social content and she has a really big following um, on Instagram. I think her handle is Mia Ella, maybe with an X. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she said to me that she never scrolls. She doesn't consume the content on Instagram. She just creates content. And she'll look at the performance of the content, but she never, I mean, maybe occasionally here and there, but she'll never spend more than like a minute scrolling. Wow. that's And that's how she balances her usage of it. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's definitely a way to do it. And I think it's, yeah, I mean, that it's funny because it's like, then you're, and I've thought about doing that too, but it's like, then are you you know, it feels weird to, con- to not consume and only create, but honestly, if you're creating for a living, then that, then that you, I don't know what other way there is. Yeah. And then there's, there's people who, uh, consume and never create. Exactly. There's all these different relationships that everyone has with social media. Mm-hmm. That's just fascinating because it's really developed through our, in our age group, through our lifetime. So I think we're still learning how to get a handle on it. And like, um, Tish said, you know, it came about sort of when she was playing professionally and it was something that she used for fun and then it happened organically. And yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating, but it's, it's great to get that insight. And yeah. I, I do really respect, you know, how hard she works at it and that she is just herself. Exactly. And it was a really inspiring conversation. So, yeah. so, so now we'll be seeing more posts from you, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I I tell you what, I will, after this episode, commit to posting something, one thing every, I want to say every day, but I don't know if I can commit to it. Is that a crazy? Just do once a week for now and then you can up it if you feel. Okay. Once a week for the rest of the year, this year. Okay. I like that. All right. So you can, you can follow Henny at (laughs) once a week at Henny Coy. (laughs) Look out for her weekly posts at Henny Coy. And I'm at Hallie Led. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We hope you really got a lot out of that conversation because we sure did.